You're listening to episode 197 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here, and I am going live over on Instagram and Facebook every single morning at 8 a.m. Eastern until this pandemic is over. (laughs) We've already been at it for a full month, (laughs) and who knows how much longer it's going to continue. So um, every single day, I'm talking about a different topic, uh, whether it's online business, entrepreneurship, podcasting, mental health, um, you know, all, all of the things, your mindset adjustment, uh, all of, all of these things. And I've just been having an absolute blast. We talk about something different every single day. And the entire basis of all of these lives is around connection and building connection because we're all feeling a little bit lonely right now. We're all feeling a little bit, um, overwhelmed, lost, fearful. There, there's a lot happening in the world, <laughs> completely unprecedented. And that was why I felt so strongly about starting these lives. They have just been such a beautiful source for me of connection, like for myself. And I'm seeing other people get really into them as well. And it just, it brings me so much joy. So I'm going to be dropping um, some, some of the recordings of these occasionally into the podcast as bonus episodes. And I'm really excited to share them with you because I think that they're a lot of fun and I, I just have an absolute blast with them and everyone seems to really be enjoying them. So I would love to see you over there live if you can catch them. Uh, so yeah, 8 a.m. Eastern, jump over there. I'm over at Emily Goff Coach on Instagram, Emily Goff Coaching on Facebook. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening as always. And I'm going to give you uh, another little sampling of what one of those lives are like today. All right. So uh, these are all about connection. And then we will go into the topic, which today we're going to be talking a little bit about like collective grief and the mental health aspect of, of this a little bit. I know that I've talked about mental health about this a little bit, but let's be real. Mental health is an ongoing conversation. And uh, I think there's going to be a lot of those types of conversations in general with everyone before this is done and finished. So, okay, here we go. Oh, Manisa says hi. <laughs> Manisa's so cute. All right. We've got our, our connection, not collection, connection cards. You see here. Oh, the wild cards never work. They usually, they need partners. Uh, what part of your life works? What part of your life hurts? Interesting. Okay. For a lot of these, I feel like I need to um, remove the the, COVID, the current COVID aspect of this from it. Because if I was going to talk about what part of your life hurts, uh, not getting to pet dogs, not getting to travel, not getting to see my people in real life. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to skip all of that. And let's talk about what part of your life works. Um, I'm always incredibly grateful that I uh, have like a healthy, strong body. Like I, I am in good health, which I'm so fortunate for, especially right now, given the, the times and circumstances. Um, but I'm always 
just so excited and happy that I'm able to lift really heavy weights and do all that stuff that, that I really love because it's something that a lot of us take for granted. And, and I certainly go through moments where I take it for granted and then I need to remind myself what a gift that is. So I really love uh, that side of things and it seems to be working really well. I don't have any injuries, knock on wood, <laughs> but I don't get any. Um, yeah, so that part is definitely a thing. What part of my life hurts other than the COVID current situation? Um, procrastination. Procrastination is an issue right now. I'm really struggling with like finding a good, I'm not used to, to doing my work here. Um, and it's, it's fine. It's just, and it's a great environment. It's just like, it's not well set up for me to do my work and I'm just kind of being a baby about it. <laughs> So I've been having like a pep talk the last couple of days with myself. I'm like, no, you just need to set a timer and pump out a certain amount of work for a certain amount of time and just do the damn thing. Uh, yeah, I've been really struggling with procrastination in the last, I, I often do anyway, but a lot in the last like couple of weeks for sure. So that's definitely a thing. So you guys can talk to your loved ones about that. Uh, do some FaceTime today or something and you can ask them the same question. So what part of your life works and what part of your life hurts? Okay. So, okay, let, I'm just going to call it my notes here. Got a couple quick notes. So I want to talk about, um, for any of you who maybe aren't familiar with the stages of grief, it's something that we usually talk about when it comes to death, right? Oh, Alan says, Bali was way more productive workspace for me, even <laughs> including the pool breaks. It's so true. That's why all of us like stay in Bali for so long, because seriously, like as much as there's, there's all kinds of distractions, I, when I would get into a really good headspace I just seem to get so much done there yeah it's I, I don't know I maybe it's just all the motivation of like I have to work get x amount of work done before I can have a pool break <laughs> we post photos of like these ridiculous over-the-top cafes where there's like a pool in the middle of the cafe and all these palm trees everywhere whatever and people are like okay but like that's not real life right I'm like no no this is actual like everyday life for us <laughs> that is Bali it is it's the Bali aura 100% the Bali aura <laughs> All right. So collective stages of grief around this. I had already started thinking about this a lot. And then uh, a therapist that I follow online, I've actually had her on the podcast. If you Google um, Emily Goff, Tori Eletto, spelled exactly the way it sounds like E-L-E-T-T-O. Um, it, it, it's a really fantastic episode. It's one of my most downloaded episodes. It's probably is definitely in the top 10. It might even be in the top five. And she's amazing. Uh, her Instagram account is amazing. She's over at NY Therapist. And she posted the other day this, um, this whole post around the stages of grief that we're dealing with right now. And I'd already started thinking about it. And then when she posted it, she just put it together in such a beautiful way that I, I had to share it with you. Because right now, I think that what we need to understand is that not only are we undergoing like stages of grief, um, and I'm not just talking about, you know, a loved one passing away. I mean like grief in, and I'm going to go through this a little bit more like grief in terms of just what is happening to us right now with these circumstances and overall trauma. Like this is a really significant trauma that we are also collectively experiencing that is going to imprint itself on our psyches. Basically, like there are people, there, there are some people that, that may come out of this, um, with things like PTSD. Uh, by the way, I'm not a mental health professional. I, I need to make that very clear. <laughs> None of this is medical advice. Nothing, nothing. Uh, I could, even if I was, I couldn't give medical advice over the internet like this anyway. Um, but I am not, so don't take any of this, you know, but I just want to give you guys something to think about here. 
and how impactful this is going to be on, on all of us, uh, but in varying, varying ways of varying stages. One of the ones that really came to mind for this is obviously a more extreme example, but the doctors that they're talking about in Italy that are having to make decisions about who lives and who dies based on equipment. Um, I, I cannot wrap my head around the kind of grief and, and trauma that, that they're going to be experiencing. So what I'm talking about in terms of the more collective grief, I just want to make very clear is, is going to look very different for people who are like frontline workers and stuff too. Everyone is going to have a different experience in this. I'm just skimming the very top level of this in terms of the, the collective experience. Okay. So the stages of grief right now, number one is denial. And it was sort of like this virus won't affect us or maybe that it won't affect me personally. You know, like we've all kind of had a different experience with that. But it, when you think about um, anyone who's in um, like kind of the, the North Americas or the Australia, Europe, I think overall, a lot of us were seeing that this had happened in China, that this was happening in China. And we weren't really giving it a lot of, a lot more thought beyond that. We're like, oh, this is happening, okay and not really like putting things together. And it wasn't until it started to affect um, all of our other countries more directly that then we really started to sit up and pay attention. So that's something to really consider too. Like we, we need to be paying more attention when things like this are happening and maybe having some more compassion and stuff too. Um, and hopefully taking more action if, if this ever happens again, which hopefully it doesn't. But uh, you know, it, it might, but denial is a really big part of this in terms of, you know, the, the virus won't affect me, the virus won't affect us, whatever. So then we go into stage two, which is anger. And hey, you're making me stay home. You're taking me away from my activities. You're not letting me go inside the house. Uh, what, what is the problem? And I definitely was having <laughs> some of this because when I, when I got back, um, I was doing my, my 14 day quarantine. I'm like, I can't go to the goddamn grocery store. What? <laughs> like, I'm fine. I don't have any symptoms. It's no big deal. And it just, I, I'm so, I'm such an independent person that it was really getting to me that I wasn't able to just do these normal everyday things. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense to me. And I was, I was angry, not angry in terms of, you know, I, I don't know, like low grade angry. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't mean like raging. <laughs> um, hi Kelly. No, you didn't miss it. I was late. <laughs> Uh, Alan, yeah, hundred percent. So many people out there and about Oz and it's so scary. Stay home. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've certainly seen that too, that I think everyone is, it's interesting how the, I talked about this on, on a live the other day, but how this is kind of like dividing friendships and relationships. And I did an entire live, but how I think a lot of friendships are going to end over this. Um, however, that said, the opposite of that is that I've also gained a lot more respect for people that I didn't maybe know quite as well who have handled this in such a, a respectful, amazing way um, that I am like, can I be besties with you? Like, you're awesome. <laughs> so this is definitely bringing out some true colors, maybe, that we don't necessarily like. That can also be a stage of grief. Like, if you lose a relationship over this, like, like a friendship or whatever, you can also go through the stages of grief over that, too. So there's so many different ways that, that these stages of grief can can apply and anger is one of those as well like being angry that they're not taking it seriously that they aren't um you know following the rules like whatever that looks like so stage number three is bargaining so okay if i social distance everything's fine it's no big deal right and i've i've seen um you know 
a lot of people take this to a degree that it's like, okay, but you're not actually social distancing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's not what this is about. It's just that the, the bargaining factor, like first we were in denial, then we were angry, then we're, we start bargaining. And we're like, okay, how can I accept this situation for what it is, but also sidestep it just enough to make it more convenient for me? <laughs> Hi, Mal. Alan, Scott and I got in a big fight last night about isolating. I'm glad that inside and he gets to go to work. <laughs> Makes it hard. It does. It definitely does. Because I, I would be like that too in terms of, it. I, I said, you know, that the new rules that they have now, I came home uh, just under three weeks ago and things have changed with this so fast that now anyone who comes into the country not only has to quarantine for 14 days, but they aren't even allowed outside. And I, I like, <laughs> that would have been so hard. I don't envy, I know several people that are now dealing with this and that would have been really hard. And I get it, I agree with it. I agree with the, the law, like I completely understand, but to go without fresh air basically for two full weeks, that's, that's tough. That's definitely like mentally, that's really hard. Um, so I, I'm sure I would have gone through some major bargaining if I had done that. I was really fortunate enough that I was still able to, um, and legally allowed to go outside and, and go for walks. And I obviously stayed well away from anyone else, but yeah, it's, it's tough. It's really, really tough. Kelly, this is relatable. <laughs> yeah, seriously, these stages of grief, like we think about it only in terms of death, but there's all kinds of different stages of grief. Um, well, there's all kinds of, of ways that this, that these stages of grief can apply as well. So we've done denial, we've done anger, we've done bargaining. Okay, if I social distance, it's fine, right? <laughs> now we're going to sadness and I don't know when this will end, right? That's, those are the kinds of thoughts that we're having go through our head. Like, and and I, I, I will go on a roller coaster. Like some days I'm totally fine. And I'm like, it's fine, it's fine, I've got this, it's fine. <laughs> and then, what's that movie? Is it the Italian job where they're like, fine stands for freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. <laughs> Anyway, um, the, then the other times I'll wake up and it just feels like this heavy weight. Like I, I, this is not how I planned this year to go. I had so many other things that I was supposed to be attending and going to and planned on. And, uh, there's so many people that I want to see and visit with. And I, this is just, it's hard. It's really hard. Um, so there's, there's so much sadness that can be associated with this. And that's really normal. You know, for anyone who is feeling, just having those days where you feel really down and really sad and really upset, uh, I just want to remind you how normal that is and that this is absolutely part of this and that these stages can also come and go. It's not like you move through the stages and then you just, you know, you hit the last one and you stay there you're, you're regularly likely going to be going back and forth throughout these various stages. So you don't hit one and then move on to it like a video game and then never go back to the first one. <laughs> this is definitely going to be like more fluid than that. Um, and then acceptance. Acceptance is the fifth one. And it's, it's sort of like, this is happening and I have to figure out how to proceed with this. I have to figure out how to make this work. And that's, that's a tough one to come to because even though, you know, I think most of us have now kind of reached the, the stage of acceptance for the most part, we're still experiencing sadness. We're still kind of trying to bargain with ourselves or, or maybe with our loved ones a little bit. Um, we're still experiencing some anger sometimes. And in some ways, we're, I'm sure that, that a lot of us are still kind of in denial about this virus won't affect me personally. And 
I, I don't think that any of us are going to come out the other side of this without being affected by it personally on some level. And that doesn't mean, you know, that, that we ourselves get it or something like that, but we're, we're going to know someone or know someone who knows someone um, who, who deals with the virus directly. I'm very certain of that. Even if you have friends who are, you know, doctors or nurses or medical professionals, um, essential workers, uh, you know, janitors, grocery store clerks, there, there's, we all know someone who is being affected by this uh, on, on an even more frontline level, but we're all being affected by this in some way. So I wanted to talk about these stages of grief to sort of give language to this experience that we're having right now, because I, I don't think this is going to end uh, super soon. I think that this is going to be a little while. And that just makes the grief even more palpable in a lot of ways because it's going on for longer. This isn't a quick like one and done thing. And it's, it's going to take time to not only move through this, this whole thing itself, but to move through the grief. And I wanted you to understand how normal it is to go back and forth throughout these different stages as well. And that you're not just going to hit one, never hit it again. And, and if you do, then there's something wrong with you or it's abnormal or something like that. It's, this is all normal. Whatever experience you are having in this is normal. And I guarantee you that there is someone else out there who is also having a very similar experience. You're not alone in that. And that's the kind of the, the beauty in this a little bit is that none of us are alone in this. Um, that we are all collectively experiencing this same thing. I, I don't think that's ever happened before other than like world wars. So it's pretty fascinating when you think of it that way, that this one exact thing is affecting every single human being on earth right now. It's mind blowing, especially when like three or four weeks ago, we were all still in denial. Like, Oh, it's fine. <laughs> like this isn't going to be a problem. It'll just fizzle out, whatever. <laughs> and that is not the case as we now are very, very aware of. Um, yeah. So I hope that this has given, given you some sort of language, given you maybe hopefully a degree of comfort about what you're going through. It doesn't, it's not comfort in terms of it changing the situation at all, but hopefully it's comfort in terms of you're not alone and all of us are, are dealing with this. I was totally in denial three weeks ago. Kelly, me too. Like even coming back from Bali, I've talked about this, like, like I've talked about this before several times on here about like the Bali bubble <laughs> that I was in and all of us in Bali were kind of in it. We're like, just, I don't know. It's like the rest of the world almost doesn't even exist when, when we're in Bali. And then it's as soon as I get home, it's like the pandemic gets called. I'm like, what is, what is going on? <laughs> this is not what I planned to coming back to. Um, yeah, your posts have definitely changed as the weeks go on. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really great way to measure it. And I've thought about that a few times about how that's going to look. Um, because we we're almost, when we put up things like Instagram posts and stuff, we're putting up we're creating a, like, like a legacy for ourselves essentially. And it's like, it's like an online journal a little bit. So it's going to be really fascinating to go back and look at some of that stuff and see kind of the stages that we are moving through. If, if you're somebody who journals now is a really good time to be journaling. And I haven't been, I thought about it the other day. I was like, I really need to be like documenting some of this because I think it's going to be so fascinating to look back on later and look at like the various stages that we were going through and the various moods that we were experiencing and how some days were so much harder than others and, and uh, some of the, the really unique things that we were dealing with and experiencing, like not being able to go chat with the neighbor across the road. Like who would have thought that, that would be a thing, right? We're so used to 
the immense freedom that, that we typically have, that it, this has changed everything in such a significant way that we don't even really know how to handle it. Um, yeah, suck at journaling. No excuse not to do it, but yeah, I know. I, I do too, so too sometimes. Like It's just hard to stay consistent with it sometimes. Um, so I try to just write like even just a couple sentences. And somebody said to me, or I read this somewhere. I, can't, I wish I could remember where. They were saying that if you struggle with making journaling a habit, to that some days if you want to write like all the things, to actually stop yourself after just a short period of, of writing. And then when you go into it next time, it, it's, it's going to help you establish the habit more. If you almost force yourself to, to stop writing after a very, like a relatively short period of time, but then you do that every single day. So then you're just committing to writing a very short amount. Then it helps to establish the habit a little more. You can give it a try. I, I was doing that for a little while and it was helpful. Um, and then again, I just kind of fell off the wagon. So journaling, I'm very inconsistent with journaling, but when I do it, I do enjoy it. But I do think that this is like a really cool time to document some of this. Um, or you can use your online posts as, as documentation too, for sure. So I hope this helped um, in some small way. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the stages of grief. And yeah, let me you know what you guys need. I know I ask this every day, but please DM me if there's anything that you guys want to talk about that you want me to cover. Um, I can also bring on an expert. I am planning on bringing on um, a couple more guests uh, to chat as well. I do these uh, every single day at 8 a.m. Eastern until this is done, whenever that is. I think it's going to be well. <laughs> uh, let me see here, Alan. We started a conversation with two of our neighbors today that normally wouldn't have happened, but the isolation has made everyone crave human connection. Yes. That is so true. And even like, I'm not a phone talker, but the other day I was on the phone with somebody for three hours. I'm like, who am I? <laughs> what is going on? I messaged one of my girlfriends. She's like, uh, you're quarantined. That's what you are. <laughs> That's true. I guess I'm a phone talker now, at least for the foreseeable future. <laughs> it's so weird how it's making us do things that we never normally would, but it's really cool. Like that's, that's one of the really beautiful parts of this is just experiencing life differently and not taking things for granted that we've typically taken for granted in the past. Um, even things like, you know, I'm, I'm somebody who's like a huge walker anyway. Like I, I walk every single day. Um, but I saw a meme the other day, something about, what are they saying? Something about, oh, I can, I understand now why dogs get so excited for walks <laughs> because I forget sometimes that a lot of people aren't as into walking as I am, but now everyone is just craving like getting out of the house and getting some fresh air and maybe they've been restricted for two weeks in quarantine and they want some, they're extra excited to get some fresh air. And it's, it's stuff like that, that, that we've for so long taken for granted. And I do think that it's, it's a really beautiful part of this that we're starting to appreciate stuff like that even more appreciating, you know, going to the grocery store for a, a forgotten ingredient. If we all forgot something, right. As opposed to only being able to go once, um, you did an eight way chat the other day with the weirdest bunch of friends, the house party app. That's awesome. Is that an actual app? The house party app? I'll have to check that out. That's really cool. Uh, I see good at the end of this more connection and less technology distractions. I hope so too. And I hope that that sticks. I really hope that that sticks. Hi, Kate. How's it going? Uh, we got a party on here on Sunday morning. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, there's so many really great things that are going to come out of this. Okay. So house party app. So for anyone who wants to do, um, like a, a kind of group chat face group, group video chat with group games, what their games. Okay. Guys, everyone needs to go do the house party app. <laughs> I, 
I go download the house party app and then there are games too. I'm totally in. I'm totally in. I've been trying to figure out how to play board games with people like over FaceTime, but then at minimum they have to have like the exact same game. Like just, it, it won't work very well. Sunday night here at 11.36 p.m. <laughs> 11.36 p.m. Your time, I'm assuming. And why 11.36? I'm so intrigued. <laughs> That's such a random time. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so we all have to go download the House Party app, and then we can video chat and game with all of our people uh, at the same time. And, yeah, so I love, I love how interactive everybody is today. This is awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. So I'll be back here uh, 8 a.m. Eastern tomorrow morning and bring your questions. Uh, DM me any questions that you want me to cover, talk about, whatever, um, anything that you're into. And we'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. All right. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>